Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, rash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Hey, 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 boys and girls, welcome to another riveting episode of the Chad and Cheese podcast, HR's Most Dangerous. I'm Joel Cheeseman. And I'm Chad Ricky Bobby Sowash. On this week's show, everyone's sorry, dot jobs gets dot dumped, and the shit is flying at Starbucks, literally. What the hell are we talking about? You gotta listen, sucker. We'll be right back. Sovereign AI matching is the most sophisticated matching engine on the market because it acts just like a human. You decide exactly how our AI matching engine thinks about each individual transaction. It will find, rank, and sort the best matches according to your criteria. Not only does it deliver the best matches, it tells you how and why it produced them and offers tips to improve the results. Our engine thinks like you, so you don't have to learn how to think like the engine. To learn more about Sovereign AI matching, visit Sovereign.com. That's S-O-V-R-E-N.com. Do you think Sovereign's matching engine can run chatbots too? Their AI could do chatbots as well? I'm just glad that I don't have to think like the engine and the engine thinks like me. (laughs) And that's what I'm saying. Sure. I think after a demo with Sovereign about six months ago that I think they could probably do about anything. That's what we need to do. Get a demo. That place is a cash printing machine and so few people know about it. Mm -hmm. I mean, much more now that our show is live and pimping them. But man, (laughs) Sovereign is Sovereign's the real deal. Their, their client list is ridiculous. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. You know who else is the real deal? And we actually, uh, we just got some some gear yeah. uh, was uh, Uncommon. They, they, they provided us with some uh, Uncommon and very high quality gear, which is pretty awesome. New hoodies. Yeah. No one gives hoodies out. That's right. Yeah. I mean, it is, it is the summer, but don't worry. It'll, it, it'll be, it'll be worn all the way through autumn and winter. Yeah. I promise. It was nice. Like American apparel. It, it was, yeah. Shout out to them for sure. Uh, I'm going to give a shout out to uh, another one of our favorite uh, vendors, Amon Brar. Oh yeah. Uh, at Canvas. If you haven't heard the Canvas interview, uh, go back and listen, but uh, they're doing they're doing the text message thing. Uh, they have some pretty cool koozies that uh, I'm on kind of tease us with. Hopefully we can get those things in our hands pretty soon because summertime here here in Indiana does get a little warm. The paps uh, can get stale quickly. Yeah, no kidding. So it's funny because we're starting to be trolled by our very own listeners. I think it's, it's mm-hmm. freaking hilarious. Some of our listeners are in Vegas this week for Unleash and they mm-hmm. caught the Career Builder booth um, empty, right? And it's funny because it's like it doesn't look like the monitor's plugged in. It doesn't look like anybody's home but we're getting like all these pictures of an empty career builder booth. So we're like, what the hell is going on there? Yeah. It seems like we're just being trolled by our listeners, which I think is funny as hell. So were the career builder employees really at the booth or was there really an empty booth? Cause the pictures I saw, the lights were on Yeah, and th- there were people in the, in the exhibit hall. Right. But yes, it could have been a trick by a competitor 
to make them look bad. We should maybe confirm whether or not they had some travel troubles or what was going on there. Yeah, I think they might they might have been late to the booth to be able to get some of the things plugged in. Uh, but it was funny. And and I think one of the pictures was taken around lunch. So everybody was out away from the booth during lunch. <laughs> so I think it was it was all kind of posed. So I think okay. it was funny. So, so, you know, trying to trying to troll us into trolling career builder nice yeah. move guys very nice, nice do, we, move. do we know the show that was yeah it was unleash it was unleash okay so if you're out unleash any i know a lot of people were probably listening uh hashtag us at chad cheese or go to chadcheese.com and let us know what was going on with the uh the re- re- career builder booth at the show yeah uh i got a shout out to daniel Wowke, Wokey, I'm not sure. It's W O Y K E. So bad uh, from names. our from our friends at Magex over over the pond. Oh yeah, uh, he's a big fan of the show. Gave us some love, Daniel. Thanks for listening. We appreciate it. I am also being trolled by the people over at Monster. It's funny because as we give Monster shit, it's like they give us shit back, which is like mm-hmm. the polar opposite of Career Builder. We start to give Career Builder shit, and they go and hide in a corner, or they like get in the fetal position. Or Call the lawyers. Call the lawyers. <laughs> Call the lawyers. Law Send some law. letters. Send some letters. So what did what did Monster do? So I've been making fun of this this stupid purple Bugs Bunny ripoff monster that they've been using, right? And what do they do? They send me and you both a couple of these uh, furry, uh, fluffy monsters, plus some you know mouse pads and and also a squeezy monster as well. So good on you, Monster. That's exactly what we're looking for. We're providing snark, and then you're just sending it right back at us. Uh, we got got to say we love it. Not sure that I'm 100 percent on your job search yet, but this is funny as shit. Yeah, my daughter, my eight year old daughter, loved uh, the yeah. stuffies. So uh, you know, I'm not I'm not going to hate on them, <laughs> hate on them too much for that. Uh, shout out to Sarah Brennan, uh, a longtime industry mm-hmm. participant. Uh, she uh, gave me word that she's leaving Cornerstone on demand and going out on her own again. Is those no, Sarah, good for her? Writes a lot. She goes to conferences. She's a thought leader, a speaker. So we're, I'm kind of happy that she's out of the uh, out from under the corporate thumb and, and on her own again. So Sarah, uh, thanks for being the listener and good luck to you. Yeah, good for her. I've got a, a couple of programming notes. First and foremost, we did our very first demo video demo. Chad and Cheese video demo. And we did it with Teg from Uncommon. We did it yesterday. It's going to be dropping on the website. We're going to be pushing out on social media. Uh, it's really cool. It's, uh, you know, obviously we wanted to dig in deeper into the guts of Uncommon because we heard a lot on the on the podcast. It got pretty much double applause from us. And we thought, OK, how can we take this further? Let's see what you got. Um, so Joel and I sat back with a couple of beers and uh, Teg t- took us through it. So it was pretty awesome. Yeah. For anyone who doesn't want to actually talk to a salesperson or, t- you know, schedule a call, like just check out the video if you're interested in, in Uncommon and get the demo and, and we'll be your Q&A for you. It's kind of a nice little thing that we've done, I think, for the community. So you're welcome. You're welcome. Uh, last but not least, we also did a new firing squad, which you've got to listen to. <laughs> Woo.io's CEO, Laron, uh, was on Firing Squad, and we have another one coming up already in the can for next month, Um, but some really pretty 
cool startups that are joining in and you know they're they're taking they're taking the shots from uh from the chad and cheese so uh good mm-hmm. on them they've got the ball yeah, actually no, on the show <laughs> no spoilers but i'll say that we weren't all wooed by woo <laughs> uh, if you know oh what i'm God. saying oh so bad all right so bad. let's get to the news yeah. uh it was indeed's week in addition to uh unleash Indeed had their annual meeting, um, which Mm -hmm. things are just starting to trickle out from what was going on there. But they had two releases. The first one was uh, Indeed Assessments. So a few months ago, they they bought a company called Interviewed, I think, which was Assessments. Mm -hmm. So now they've they've finally integrated this service. Um, It seems a bit antiquated at this point. Mm -hmm to like have questions and like manually put all this stuff in, particularly when you talk to people like uncommon yeah. uh, who's using AI for that stuff, but mm-hmm. it's a step forward. I think for most of their users, it's a fine little addition to their service. I mean, what are your thoughts? Do you know if, if the actual interview itself, like the interview process, if it can be done by text or is it just like an old kind of old timey going through answering questions on your browser and just kind of go on that? Is, is that pretty much what they've they've implemented? Yeah, from the look of it is it's sort of a pre-screening questionnaire. Um, okay. You know, how many years do you have? Are you a U.S. citizen? Do you have a college degree? Like. Yeah basic questions kind of like that so yeah yeah, i mean it it is what it is that's that's kind of stuff's been around for a long time um i mean indeed is just now sort of starting to catch up to Mm -hmm. that will it become more ai focused and automated in the future i guess um but for now to me it looks like a pretty cut and dry they do have an advertisement Mm -hmm. apparently um that's sort of pimping the the q a it looks really focused at sort of the small business side of the house Um, you know, I don't know, someone hiring waiters or, you know, whoever that, that do you have wait service? Do you have your own car? Do you have a driver's license? Can you get to where we need you on time? That kind of thing. So yeah, it's, it's fine, but I don't think it's earth shattering news whatsoever. Yeah. And in the SMB market, I think ZipRecruiter is kicking their ass as it is. And, uh, if they would just, uh, spend some cash on buying ZipRecruiter, maybe, uh, maybe, maybe that uh, would solve it for them. Who knows? Yeah. And I, I will add, you know, we talk a lot about Facebook, but in, in little different variances, like with their Slack product yeah. and, and things like that. But so F8 happened, uh, a week ago, I believe, uh, which is their annual developers conference. So, uh, Zuckerberg, Zuckerberg revealed that 800 million people per month globally are in their marketplace uh, section right. using uh-huh. it. Uh, I think one in it's like one in three Americans are using uh, marketplace on a regular That's basis. Sweet. This is a huge number. So uh, I just did a post for ERE that isn't live yet, but they're they're enhancing their job search component for. This sounds really uh, sort of archaic, but for them, they're catching up. So they have alerts on your mobile for jobs that you're looking for. You can actually segment your search now. It already does uh, localize your search. But when you go to the post job section now, uh, in addition to putting the job description and sort of basic information, Mm -hmm. it does allow you to ask questions, which I assume are going to be like part of their instant messenger. So when people apply, they'll get a, a messenger pop up that says, hey, 
you know, answer these questions almost in a chatbot format, which will also serve, I assume, as a pre-screening uh, solution. So don't fall asleep on Facebook and the SMB section. I think they're doing a lot of these things as yeah. well and are already are already integrated in, in most of everyone's life as it is. Yeah. Well, you take a look at Google for Hire right out of the gate. It was very antiquated, very boring, very what the hell am I doing here? Kind of a kind of a, a product. But they've mm-hmm. that was the foundation, right? They had to start with something and they had to start with a foundation, which is what I'm, I think you're seeing with a Facebook and a Google and Facebook can get away with that, especially on the SMB side of the house, um, because uh, they're going to they're going to start ginning up much quicker. So the new Google hire with the matching pieces, I mean, we're starting to see them make some pretty big moves, which is awesome. And I think we're also going to see Facebook doing the same thing. Now on the Indeed side, which is obviously where we started the conversation, being able to take like an old timey kind of interviewee platform, you know, I they don't have the same kind of time that Google and Facebook does. They don't have the kind of resources. They don't have the kind of uh, tech. <laughs> they don't have mm-hmm. all of that. So I really, I, I mean, if Indeed's going to start making moves, it should be with uh, organizations that do have uh, more mature tech so that they don't have to try to catch up because on that side, they're going to be catching up. Well, further uh, evidence of where Indeed might be going in terms of fending off Google and, and Facebook and others, uh, they also released this week their Indeed uh, transparency report. Uh, We know from last week that Glassdoor and Indeed are basically married now. They have the same ownership. Mm -hmm. Uh, we, We speculated that they would become one brand at some point. Or at least sort of have the same content, both job search and and employee reviews. So Indeed putting out something like this is pretty new. I've not heard of them do this before. So they're asking people how important are reviews? Um, you know, what do you think about oh, yeah. poor reviews and things like that? Um, some of the things that were highlighted from the report that caught my eye were the fact that no reviews is worse than bad reviews. Um, because people look at, if you have no reviews, like, are you even real? Like you don't yeah. even exist if you have no reviews. So if you have bad reviews, take some heart that at least you're better than no reviews. Um, and people actually think the job postings that you're putting out there might actually be fake if you don't have actual reviews on your site. Um, the other thing was for Gen Z, yeah. like reviews are, if you don't have them, like you're just not even in the game. Like if you want to hire Gen Z oh, yeah. and, you, and you don't have reviews out there, like just forget it. Like you can still recruit boomers and Xers and some millennials, but Z will Z will tune you out totally. Yeah, I mean it's we're getting into the into the behavior. I mean, like restaurants um, and and products and so on and so forth. We're looking at reviews for quality for I mean whether we want to go there or not because we're making a decision to buy right, and in this case we're making a decision to buy and actually buy into this company and work there. So yeah, mm-hmm. that makes that makes a hell of a lot of sense. And last week. We actually talked about this, um, and I and I'd said that Google or not Google, Indeed is going to start beating the hell out of their employers and their clients with the glass door stick because they're looking to diversify mm-hmm. their areas of revenue. And if they do come under one umbrella, glass deed, indoor, whatever the hell, those were, those were yours. Very good. They're going to have to get better at uh, just diversifying the model, right? And taking a look at uh, employer branding and things of that nature, which is, once again, you point back to the step zone 
universum mm-hmm. a- acquisition. So this is happening, and I think it's I think it's uh, I think it's smart. I think it's good. And uh, it was funny because we were on a call with uh, Peter Weddle er- earlier this week, and he asked us, you know, is the recruit acquisition of Glassdoor good for the industry? And what what do you think of that? Is the Glassdoor indeed acquisition or marriage good for the industry? Yeah. I mean, I think anytime that you have another strong competitor, I mean, competition is good for business, right? Like the ultimate winner in all of this is the consumer, whether it's the job seeker or the employer, mm-hmm. um, probably more the job seeker than anything. Yeah. Um, they, don't, they don't have to go through like multiple sites to post, uh, like apply for jobs. P- applying for jobs is easier. They have more information about a company in terms of choosing the right one. So I think ultimately more competition is is better. I think the question is exactly how much of a competitor is Glassdoor indeed going to be to these sort of, you know, gorilla-esque competitors in LinkedIn, mm-hmm. Facebook, and uh, and Google. Um, I'm of the belief that that Recruit Holdings, who owns both of those two, are going to have to continually acquire more and more job boards to compete on this level. I think ZipRecruiter should be on their radar. I'm not sure. Sho- I wouldn't be shocked if CareerBuilder is on the radar mm-hmm. or Monster. That could have, I mean, Dice, right? Dice and their sort of family of sites. I mean, these, these are all for sale, right? For sure. Um, now recruit does recruit holdings back up the Brinks truck and, and buy all of them or buy more of them. I think more of them, but I don't know which ones. Right. Uh, I don't, I don't think Glassdoor and indeed by themselves are going to compete long-term with the big three. Right. So you're looking really up, you're looking up. Let's look down for a second. Um, I think that, uh, so the, some of the smaller, smaller brands, believe it or not, the crew builders, the, the monsters, um, and all the other, the, all the other vendors that are in the space that are not the behemoths like you know the googles and the facebooks this is going to challenge them to be able to innovate quicker faster harder and to partner because they're not going to have the acquisition dollars to be able to keep up with a Glassdoor, indeed type of type of acquisition um so i think it's good for the industry overall yeah and i i think you and i talk about this all the time is that you know ai and automation and deep learning mm-hmm. and who has the most PhDs and who like <laughs> ultimate, ultimately AI is going to scale across everything from the stuff we buy to our homes, to our work life balance, to job postings and employment. Yeah. And the companies at the forefront of that are the bigger companies. And if they can scale AI to all of their product offerings, mm-hmm. then it's game over. Then right. it, you know, at that point, indeed, in Glassdoor and everybody just looks like Craigslist right. at that point. Right. It just looks like online job posting. So um, I think the, the kind of acquisitions that they should be making are probably in like who are doing really cool AI uh, things that we can integrate into our, our brain trust mm-hmm. and start competing on that level. Well, in, instead of looking at going to Google, and, and I really think that they're obviously going to smoke everybody in the end, but right now, if they're not going to integrate uh, Google Jobs API, and if Google actually finally comes out with like a, a people or a candidate API, who do we go Who do we go and integrate with? Um, we start looking at other brands, smaller brands like opening.io or, or some of the other uh, Brylance or what have you, who do we who do we actually integrate with um, that could be maybe a little bit more cost effective for us from a margin standpoint, um, but still be able to compete? Yeah, and I, I'll add on the um, the transparency report. Part of that was to also unveil 
um, sort of enhanced profile pages ah. um, that are currently on Indeed. So the offering that they're starting to create is a very glass door type offering, mm-hmm. right? Like most of the whole post was sort of a hand job to Glassdoor and like, we're going to be more like Glassdoor uh, sort of paying homage to what they're doing. So I still believe at some point there'll be one site. And part of these changes are to make sure that the data sets that they're, that they're gathering are equal and that like the metrics. And so the, the people who are on Glassdoor, like they, they easily transition over to indeed mm-hmm. and all their, all their content and data all comes over as, as one, uh, major data data point, mm-hmm. um, and I think part of this was a step in that direction as well. So uh, if you if you don't have a profile page on Indeed, uh, you should be noticing, or if you do have a profile page on Indeed, you should have noticed or should be noticing some enhancements uh, from that side, at least in the U.S. coming forward. Yeah, yeah. So you saw th- there was actually a post put out by Ryan Christoy from KRT uh, about some of this about this marriage. Yeah. What w- your boy? Yeah. your boy ryan your boy ryan so tell me because you've got some pretty strong opinions about this one um i do now he was uh in his post he was he sort of framed it as like hey glassdoor and indeed are gonna like have a real chance at competing with the big guys in google etc now he was very sort of (laughs) non-committal in his quote which was basically quote and the combination of Indeed and Glassdoor will give Recruit Holdings, who's the owner right. of those two, the firepower to try to compete with Google for jobs. Now, I love that he put the word try in there because yeah. you and I could try to compete with Google, mm-hmm. but it doesn't mean we're going to win. No. So that was a nice little diplomatic um, wordplay there for Ryan. But I think the key here is, and you and I talked about it, is Every agency on the planet in recruitment should be rooting for Indeed and Glassdoor because if if they become sort of the employ, employer brand juggernaut that they could become, mm-hmm. it'd be, it's a gold mine for agencies, oh, right? God, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and the focus on really the experience and the story and i mean all those different things the the warm fuzzy fluffy things that matter don't get me wrong that matter that agencies have always been good at content uh being able to create all those types of things and really getting back to those those areas of what agencies are are good at as opposed to creating technologies that are going to be outpaced mm-hmm. yeah I, I i would bet a lot of employers out there have already gotten calls from indeed reps glassdoor reps agency reps to talk about how do we enhance your brand on these sites mm-hmm. uh and agencies are probably foaming at the mouth thinking about all the campaigns that they could run on Indeed and Glassdoor to make that happen. Yeah. Well, talking about brands and ones that uh, have taken some some hard hits, um, they've got some- Can I interject, Can I interject real quick? So, uh, shameless plug, uh, next Wednesday, uh, Ratedly, my little, Ooh. you know, my little site company. Mm-hmm. We're doing a, I'm doing a webinar, a free webinar on Glassdoor plus Indeed and what it means to employer branding and what you should do to prepare for the impending doom of what's coming on. So for listeners who want to uh, join on that webinar, you can just go to ratedly.com slash glass deed. Uh, and I don't, I won't spell it out for you. If you're, if you're having trouble, just go to ratedly.com and check out our blog post, and you'll find the post about the, uh, the webinar. So how come I wasn't pulled on as a guest to heckle you? This is bullshit. You can register. 
And I, I may, I may unplug your, uh, your mic. Who knows? <laughs> Such an asshole. Okay. So we've seen some of these big brands like Wells Fargo, Facebook, and Uber with these so sorry campaigns. We're so sorry that we fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. And, and this started at least for me, uh, with Domino's. Yeah. So a lot of people remember, you know, Domino's used to be like wet cardboard. Yeah with cheese on Bad it pizza. and, and, and they, they went out and had a whole ad campaign with the CEO saying, we know we suck. We had some real chefs come in. We've improved our pizza. We're going to get better. Yes. And then no one said sorry for a long time. And then now everybody's saying sorry, yeah, dude, but you, you like one in particular more than the others. Talk so about that. Wells Fargo. Um, they did some pretty, pretty shady, nasty shit, right? And you can you can look it up. I'm not going to delve deep into it. But Wells Fargo is a name that has been around since back in the stagecoach days, right? Um, so they got this awesome ad that actually sets up what they've been doing to earn the trust of their customers for so many years, for decades, right? And then it says, it's how we earned your trust until we lost it. It's this this point where it's like they say, "Look, we know we we know we fucked up, and we're sorry, mm-hmm. and this is how we are going to earn your trust back at Wells Fargo." It, it was done incredibly well. I don't know who the advertising agency was who did this, but they did an amazing job. I saw it on the TV very first time, uh, and at the end of it, I was like, "Kudos, man! They sp- that was well spent money." <laughs> I love how you said I saw it on the television. I saw it like on the I, television. I saw it on the moving picture box. <laughs> um, <laughs> one, of, one of the things one of the things that stuck out to me is all of these all of these ads are sort of employment related, like subliminally. They're all saying like we're good people, uh, we treat our employees well, or we're focused on building a better world or getting it right. Um, I think Wells Fargo in particular, um, it's a pretty quick cut, but there's an employee at Wells Fargo who's in a wheelchair um, as part of the ad. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of different faces, male, female, a lot of different shades uh, that you see in the ad. Um, was that your takeaway as well? Because you're sort of our, our go-to compliance diversity guy. Yeah. I mean, or, or, was it, or was it more pandering? I mean, it, it, there's all of that, right? But it, it, it fit within the actual context of we're here to help everybody and earn your trust back. We know this big group, we, we've got we've to earn the trust back. So, you know, again, it's all about actions. But that story was incredibly impactful. And that's what advertising should do. You know, especially when it comes to somebody who screwed up this bad. Yeah. Now, for me, I'd say Facebook was my favorite. Um, I think with the Russian stuff and the hacks and the fake news and the just too soon you know, for me, too soon. <laughs> no, like, and, and Facebook has way more penetration than Wells Fargo does. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of a lot of the country doesn't even have Wells Fargo, including here in Indiana, there are very few Wells Fargo's, if any, in our neck of the woods, even though they're still, I mean, they have investment services, so I'm sure people use that and mortgage services, et cetera. But um, Facebook, huge penetration. And it it made me um, remember my first experience with Facebook. Like that first time, you know, add, add, add a friend or add as a friend. And then like, to me, that was more impactful. And I think from an employment standpoint, I think that uh, Facebook in Silicon Valley uh, has taken the toughest hit mm-hmm. 
because from what I understand is, you know, people, developers are a little gun shy to go work at Facebook because of the Trump connection and the Russians and yeah. the blah, blah, blah. And they're, they're choosing other employers instead of Facebook. So for me, like that was the most important employment ad, even though it was an employment ad, because it was saying to job seekers, hey, it's okay to come work for us. We're, we're fixing this problem. Um, we're going to get it right. Maybe you're. Maybe you can be one of the ones who who comes on board and helps us make sure we keep it right. Yeah. Well, I I think it's important to understand that companies, I, I believe, are starting, especially these sort of companies, because we're talking about Wells Fargo, Facebook, and Uber. Um, who I mean, they're they're all service oriented companies. They 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 know that people who prospectively might work for them are also people are are their customers. So mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I think there's more of a holistic understanding of what employment means that candidates aren't candidates. They are customers, too. And these yeah. three companies actually got it. And it's one of the reasons why I'd really like to just see the employment br- brand, let's say, just kind of fade because it's so important to understand there's more of a holistic feel. Yeah, you've got to be able to talk about how, you know, how it feels to work here, but it's more than just that. It's about the product, it's about the the mission, the objectives, the culture. And uh and and these I think these these ads did a a, a good job, but that was because they were service oriented or product oriented. I agree. And you know who else is service and product oriented? Who? Our next sponsor. America's Job Exchange is celebrating our 10th year as an industry leader in diversity recruitment and OFCCP compliance. We've been helping our 1,000-plus customers comply with OFCCP regulations that directly support positive and effective diversity recruitment designed to attract and convert veterans, individuals with disabilities, women, and minorities, and empower employers to pursue and track active outreach with their local community-based organizations. Want to learn more? Call us at 866-926-6284 or visit us at www.americasjobexchange.com. Compliance is mandatory. Diversity is essential. <laughs> I, I just, I love that <laughs> so much. I, I just, I, I got to say it over and over. It just makes good sense. You've got to be compliant. Have a nice day, right? But being diverse is totally exen- essential from a, a business standpoint. From success, is this their tagline, or yeah. is this your own? No, this is this is this is their new tagline that's on their on their homepage, AmericasJobsExchange.com. Good stuff. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Let's go a little dumpster diving in our next uh, <laughs> our next talk in the in the irrelevant category. Yes. Uh, yeah, your old stomping ground. Mm-hmm. Uh, direct employers oh, jobs. Yeah. yeah. What's up? So it's interesting. Uh, I had a an email forwarded to me, and and it seems like this is about the time frame that the the um, employee media, uh, which is the company who owns the dot jobs domains, the entire top level domain of dot jobs, um, and direct employers, they had an agreement going. Can you give us like 10 seconds on the history of that? Because you were part yeah, of it. Yeah. So, you know, employee media really wanted to focus on driving really corporate content through a in corporate content, meaning jobs through their dot jobs domain. Cause it just made sense. And they felt like if you could get pure, good, non-duplicated, non-spammy content that Google would love it. Right. So we had like starting out 40,000 domains and we spun up 40,000, 
thousand jobs domains boston.jobs indianapolis.jobs sales.jobs indianapolis sales.jobs etc 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 employee media by the way has the license to yeah. sell yep. dot jobs domains so when you're buying a dot jobs domain they're licensing yep. that to you yep right so they partnered with direct employers to basically do what you just yeah. said it, and it seems like it's probably around the time where the the um agreement is is over because I've just seen uh, an email that was forwarded to me that um, says that they uh, direct employers is moving their job site us dot jobs which is I mean that's a, that's a pretty damn good domain us United States dot jobs it's been around a while if nothing else yeah it's been around for a while and they're moving it to usnlx.com. So, I mean, we always give organizations shit because the IO and the AI.io.ai, whatever. But in this case, I mean, they've had that job site on that domain for, I'd say, at least five years around there, probably, probably even more. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, so, I mean, yeah. there's history and trust that they're just blowing out the window when it comes to Google and, and SEO and obviously search engine ranking. And also, and also uh, we talked about find.jobs, right? Oh, yeah. Which was sort of their own uh, Indeed backfill thing. Uh-huh. So there's, there's sort of been a divorce, I guess, happening uh, gradually here and on some levels. Mm-hmm. Would you say that's true or not? I, it, it looks like it. I don't know that it's true, but I would say from all of these different moves that we're seeing, I mean, they're moving from an, an awesome domain that they've had for years, entirely, completely brand spanking new domain. That's going to take a very long time to be able to get earned trust and, and obviously to, to have history. But we're also seeing private service dot jobs landing.jobs. So we're seeing all of these job boards popping up on the dot jobs domains, mm-hmm. which didn't happen before. So it seems to me that everything is happening around the severing of a relationship and they're going their separate ways. So USNLX, just for those that don't know, is US, United States National Labor Exchange, correct? Yes. <laughs> which is so intuitive. It's just so obvious. I wouldn't agree with you that us.jobs was a great domain. I doubt that if you went to a thousand people in the street and said, have you ever heard of us.jobs that they would say yes, but I'll defer to you on terms of SEO and search because you were seeing the metrics back in the day and then you could kind of gradually see where it goes, uh, where it would be today. Mm-hmm. Also interesting, uh, we got wind of a new site or service that direct employers launched. I don't know if we heard about it at their uh, annual meeting that happened recently. I uh, love the logo, the name, not so much recruit lobster, <laughs> recruit chicken. <laughs> what was it? Recruit rabbit, uh, recruit llama. Oh, recruit, no, it was recruit, recruit, recruit llama. Yeah, no, it was recruit rooster. Uh, un- unveiled that, unveiled that at the annual meeting. And it's, I mean, Direct Employers Association is a nonprofit. It's a 501c4 or five, one of those two. Um, And uh, this is a for-profit that is being launched underneath that umbrella, which is, it's interesting to say the least. It's a marketing platform. I mean, and that marketing platform was actually created originally like a jobs to web SEO platform. But since that had, that had to, uh, pivot into more of a marketing type of a cosmetic platform to be able to sell. Um, that's what happened. Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, I mean, it's a marketing platform. There's analytics behind it. Uh, the hard part is 
How do you stay up with all these kick-ass startups and also Google, who is feeding APIs to these kick-ass startups with a, a new little startup yourself that has old technology? Don't, don't these career sites feel antiquated to you? Oh, no, they're totally antiquated. I mean, we're moving into like, they feel like 1998 to me. Like, if you want to know about a company, you go to Glassdoor, you go to Fairy Godboss, <laughs> you, like you find the real nitty gritty on Yelp, right? Not the not the restaurant's website, right. um, which right. are antiquated as well. But then, and then we have like, I mean, chatbots and text messaging and like all that. It's all about like the brand to me is the experience that someone has in finding a job and, and getting it. Uh, getting yeah. their resume information to you in a quick in a quick sort of effortless painless manner, mm-hmm. like do p- are people really? I guess they are going to like oh our culture page and pictures of our company picnic and yeah it's yeah. it's it's content it's story it's I mean there are definitely those things that they want to have that you know they really need to have to have an experience on their website but. I don't know the thing that they're going to have to do to be able to compete at all is they're going to have to partner a, a ton with the uh, chatbot companies, uh, AI companies. I mean, they're going to have to do uh, a ton of work, either one or two ways to actually build it, which it's not mm-hmm. going to happen, or partner to be able to provide a product that is going to be on par with things that are already out there. And, you know, just knowing from pretty much the, the culture that they're in, what they'll try to do is they will try to provide something that's halfway decent at a bargain basement price. Yeah. I'm done talking about them. <laughs> recruit llama. Recruit, <laughs> recruit uh, lobster. <laughs> recruit <laughs> pigeon. Anyway, uh, submit your favorite names to hashtag chat cheese. Yes. Um, Google for jobs continues to roll on. But we're sort of getting numbers now from people we know and people in the job board industry about what exactly it means to traffic numbers. So last week, Chris Russell, uh, who a lot of people know in the industry, he's quote unquote, the mad scientist of recruiting (laughs) because he launches a new business every week. But one of his more interesting businesses is his consulting with job board industry. And he posts uh, sort of his findings from job boards. In his latest posting, uh, he revealed that one third of his organic traffic at one of his boards was all generated by Google for Jobs, which is pretty impressive. Um, that's a shit ton of traffic. I mean, I don't know what that looked like before and if there was like some some switches from Indeed to Google. I mean, we have to get Chris on and, and talk to him a little bit more about what he's yeah. seeing, especially on the smaller job board sites. I mean, that's really his forte. Um, but that's a, that's a hell of a lot of traffic. Um, the thing that, you know, they've really got to focus on job board owners, job site owners is, uh, how they interface with Google, um, to make sure that they're not, uh, trying to game the system or at least seeing like they're, they're gaming the system because, uh, Google's actually put out notices that they will manually penalize your ass yeah what i what i thought too was there's a pretty good chance that those jobs that chris is getting are not original (laughs) jobs they're probably posted elsewhere um so i would love to see some numbers around uh what impact google for jobs has on your post on traffic Mm -hmm. if you are the original source of the job i.e the ats um, I know Susan Vitale at iSim at iSims has talked about this right. before, and I know that we'll we'll talk to their CEO here uh, soon. 
that'd be one of the questions I'd really love to know if they have that data, because to me, they are the original source and the source that Google is probably going to give, um, you know, uh, preferred treatment mm-hmm. to in the results and in the, and in the posting. So it, my, my idea is that that'll be way more important than the job boards as we go forward. So I wouldn't be surprised if, if a job board that was really doing a job of getting its postings into Google for jobs, wasn't seeing like a 40 to 50% spike or percentage of their job or traffic, depending on what else they're doing money wise. But in terms of free traffic, I bet Google is a huge percentage. Yeah. I mean, if them. it's original content, that's what it all comes down to, right? I mean, the dupl- the, the duplicate jobs thing are, are, are going to be kicked out. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, being able to drive and again, small to, to, to middle market in most cases, i.e. ZipRecruiter, um, you're going to see a good amount of, uh, of traffic because you're going to have more content that you can actually send over and isn't going to be kicked out. So, yeah, I mean, as, as we start yep. to see, um, you know, what's happening uh, on the on the Google for Jobs side of the house, um, you'll see that you can apply to, to, to several different uh, like Glassdoor or what have you. Um, but those are more of the trusted sources in Google for jobs. I don't see that list growing to like 10 different sources that you could prospectively apply to. No, for sure. Hey, if you're listening, if you're at an agency or a job board and you want to share some of your da- uh, traffic data from Google for jobs, hit us up at chadcheese.com. Uh, let's hear a quick uh, sponsorship spot, and we'll talk about shit hitting the fan at Starbucks. <laughs> cool with that? <laughs> right, right yeah. <laughs> How many times has someone said to you, we're the Uber of, or it's the PayPal of, maybe they're the Facebook of? In many, many cases, these comparisons fall short of being close to reality or even a useful illustration of what organizations actually do. In the case of Job Ad X, our example is so accurate, so spot on, that it's synonymous with our work. Job Ad X is Google AdSense for jobs. That means we're an efficient, persistent, and smarter ad unit for job-related advertising. As the best ad tool in the industry, Job Ad X offers recruitment marketing agencies, RPOs, and staffing firms real-time dynamic bidding and delivery for client postings through the industry's first truly responsive tool. All this is done with the flexibility of Job Ad X's cost per impression, click, or application. We offer unique budget conservation options to effectively eliminate spending waste. We're not set in regret. For direct clients, Job Ad X delivers superior candidates with the best of programmatic efficiency and premium page ad positioning. We also provide publishers and job boards higher rev share than other partners through our smarter programmatic platform. In many cases, 30 to 40% greater and more through our scalable model. To partner with us, you can visit or search jobadx.com or email us at joinus at jobadx.com to get estimates or begin working together. Job Ad X, the best ad tool providing smarter programmatic for your needs. Oh, you've been wondering why the British accent? Job Ad X has just launched in the UK too. Jolly good. Jolly good. Yeah, so are, are you going to are you going to watch the the royal wedding this weekend? No. <laughs> My wife has set her alarm to, for 4 a.m. or some crazy shit <laughs> to watch this thing. Well, she's Canadian, so she's basically she's basically <laughs> English. <laughs> 
Okay. Yeah. Well, I did. hopefully you'll still have your little sleepy mask on and you'll be good to go. Oh, for sure. As long as my one-year-old stays quiet, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> so shifting to something entirely different, Starbucks went loco this week. Yeah. It, there's been a lot of stupid shit happening at Starbucks lately. And this is, this I think tops it all. Yeah. So there's a video of a crazy woman who I hope to God she's on drugs because if this is just her normal like state ethos, then she's got some real problems. So she, the video has no sound, which really cheats us, cheats America out of out of real enjoyment. <laughs> but she's yelling at this barista, berating this barista, and then she pulls back, drops trowel, and takes a dump in the Starbucks, like right by the register. And then she picks up her shit and throws it at the barista. I got nothing else, but that's just crazy. Yeah, now that's beyond crazy. And to be able to think that somebody would be trained to know how to deal with that is, uh, yeah, that's that's a new that's a new level of training that Starbucks baristas are now going to have to go through. That is that's, ridiculous. That's a new latte. I don't want to know how to mix, man. That's that's something I don't want any part of. I got of. nothing. But I feel so bad. If, you know, that's probably a 20-year-old kid, you know, making coffee yeah. and this crazy bitch walks in dr- high off her yeah. ass and throws shit at me. <laughs> being being in those types of jobs and actually having to deal with all types of people every single day, right? Um, that is a, a big, big skill uh, because you're taking, uh, pun intended, you're taking a lot of shit all day from people. And this is just, this is just a new way. <laughs> now the question is when the robots are taking your order how is this woman going to respond she she won't have an option because if she does that then the robot guardian will actually come out and kick her at- <laughs> that's when Ro- robocop comes out and uh tases her ass all right i got nothing else after that i i say we out uh i'm with you we out Hi, I'm Emma. Thanks for listening to my dad, the Chad, and his buddy Cheese. This has been the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss a single show. Be sure to check out our sponsors because their money goes to my college fund. For more, visit chadcheese.com. The Jim Stroud Podcast explores the discoveries and trends forming the future of our lives. Brain-to-brain communication, robot bosses, microchip implants for workers, and artificial intelligence replacing human workers are all happening now. If you want to know what's happening next, subscribe now to the Jim Stroud Podcast.